Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. That was a depressing intro from Sean Engel. <laughs> but we're back. Hour number three. We're talking some NFL, talking Dynasty League, football. We're talking going to talk win totals here in a minute. Let me just knock out our last few picks that we had from this Dynasty League uh, because one of them, in in my estimation, so you took Benny Snell. Benny Snell's going to be mm-hmm. a power back in the league. I don't think he'll ever be the number one back necessarily but he's going to play second fiddle to James Conner for now, and I do like it because I do think he could be an asset for the Steelers. They have Jalen Samuels there, who's sort of a hybrid tight end running back. We saw him take over Mm -hmm. at one point last year when Conner was down and Bell, Le'Veon Bell had decided not to come back. So I think Snell is a piece there. Uh, Will he ever be the lead back for more than a couple of games at a time? I would guess no. But I'm willing to be surprised. I like the pick for the Steelers. I think it adds some good depth, much in the same way that I really loved the James Conner pick a couple of years ago. He slid in the draft because he had cancer and he had a major knee issue, knee injury in college. And there's just a lot there to have faith in drafting a guy earlier than they did in round three. But the Steelers did a nice job mm-hmm. there. Hopefully they do an equal job with Betty Snell. My next pick is an interesting one in my estimation, because it's Travion Williams for the Bengals. Now, Joe Mixon is clearly going to be the starter in Cincinnati for as long as he stays healthy. However, a guy that I've always loved to have on my teams because I think he's a great football player is Gio Bernard. But This is Gio Bernard's sure. last year in Cincinnati, most likely. He could sign a team-friendly deal to hang on, but this is Gio Bernard's last year. They haven't extended him. Cincinnati's notoriously cheap, so it wouldn't surprise me. And they drafted two running backs here in the sixth round, Trayvon Williams and Rodney Anderson. Uh, So that spells Gio Bernard is probably gone at the end of this year. Now, I thought Trayvon Williams was, and Rodney Anderson, Rodney Anderson fell because he had an injury issue, much in the same way that Bryce Love did. But Trayvon Williams, I think, could be, a piece of the Bengals running back future. Maybe not much this year, but by 2020, I think he's in there and backing up Joe Mixon. It could be Rodney Anderson as a backup, but I was willing to take that chance there. So that's why I got Travion Williams and Gio Bernard's days coming to a close in Cincinnati. Yeah, and uh, one good thing about Williams is that he plays well uh, as a pass blocker, and that'll keep a running back on the field as well. And like you said, I mean, he he, uh, could be a good replacement for Giovanni Bernard, who I, in the past, have liked to, to roster as well because of his pass-catching ability, and uh, Williams uh, has some pretty good hands as well, so uh, I like the pick. Yeah. Uh, my next pick was Kahale Waring. Uh, he's going to be the tight end in Houston of the future. Jordan Thomas, their current starting tight end, but Waring's going to have a chance to work with Sean Watson. Uh, Ryan Griffin is there, too, but Ryan Griffin, uh, I, they obviously drafted uh, Waring to be a long-term option there. He's not a guy that played a lot of football in his life. He started playing football, I think, when he was a senior in high school. So he's still a player that's developing. So that's why I took a shot on him there. He went to San Diego State. That's right. I couldn't remember San Jose or San Diego State. Josh Oliver, another tight end drafted. He was San Jose State earlier. Your pick right before that was Dylan Mitchell, wide receiver in Minnesota. You're figuring he could be the third wide receiver with Diggs and Thielen. Yes. So he uh, has experience playing both outside and the slot. Uh, it comes from a good pedigree at, at the with the Ducks. 
set a school record for 1184 receiving yards. I mean, look, you know, it's always tough to draft a wide receiver when you have, you know, Thielen and Diggs in front of you. But I think that he has a shot to, you know, put up some numbers as well. Just like it's a dynasty draft. So you're looking at the future here. Yeah, I ended up with two tight ends. Uh, If I was really picking there, I, I probably would have gone if I was really focused and paying attention i probably would have gone with ryan finley there the quarterback is now andy dalton's backup i think there's a chance that cincinnati will be bad enough this year that they're just going to move on from andy dalton maybe ryan finley gets that shot he's a mid-round draft pick there's not a lot of investment there from the Bengals standpoint but i think ryan finley was a guy somebody like todd mcshay would tell you that he had borderline first round talent he ended up sliding in the draft because there wasn't a lot of teams that needed that had a huge need at QB, but Finley could be the heir apparent there. And Corey Parson uh, is the one that ended up with Finley in that draft, and I I ended up going with the quarterback late because I needed one. Or I felt like I needed one, and I went with Tyree Jackson uh, from Buffalo. He went he went to the University of Buffalo. He was drafted by Buffalo. Clearly, he is seen as a backup because they're not going to be benching josh allen anytime soon anytime and if they soon. do right. then they got big problems and again like i uh, like i often say if that happens everybody's fired because uh, he was a top Ooh. 10 draft pick so so there you go and your last pick was gary jennings uh receiver in seattle clearly a run heavy team but with doug baldwin potentially retiring and mm-hmm. seeing what other options they have i think you can take a shot <laughs> there at white Excuse me, a wide receiver Bless you. in Seattle. They got T.K. Metcalf. Now they got Gary Jennings, Tyler Lockett, Jerron Brown, Amara Darbo. I think Jennings is going to be fighting. We'll get the roster spot this year, and then we'll try to fight to work his way up the depth chart. But I like the taking a long-term shot with Baldwin possibly retiring. Yeah, and uh, looking at Jennings, Jennings' uh, stats in college, you know, one year he caught uh, 97 catches. Another year he was more of a deep ball threat. So a bit of uh, versatility as, uh, you know, Baldwin, it looks like he probably will retire. And, uh, yeah, the Seahawks have a lot of options there, especially with D.K. Matcliffe, uh that they just drafted. But uh, who knows? Uh, Jennings could carve a little role for himself there. Yeah, so, all right, so... That's it for that dynasty draft. Let's talk a little bit about NFL win totals, and we'll continue to do this every week. We'll talk about different <laughs> odds, uh, but just like to get some stuff uh, out of the gate here with some long-term props. How do you want to do, Joe? You want to do win totals? You want to do divisions? You want to do it that way? You want to go who can win the divisions? It might Why don't be. We do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll do that, and we could do like both at the same time, divisions and and uh, win totals, and yeah, let's go for it, whatever. Okay, so let's start I, with just go AFC first. Okay, we'll go AFC first. Okay. AFC East. Uh, all right, right now the Pats are minus four hundred to win the East. Jets plus six hundred. Buffalo plus eight hundred. Miami plus twenty five hundred. Um, would you be willing to sprinkle any money on anybody other than the Pats to win this division? Yes. No. <laughs> right. Same. How about you? Same, Same right? I mean, uh, you, no. you just can't. No. I know. <laughs> I think there's, you know, there's not a lot of value at minus 400, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to go with the value, even if it's, even if it's negative money, but you got to put up a lot I mean, to, to win. Put to a win gun a to my head. I'd, I'd say maybe, maybe the Jets, you know, if, no. if I had to make a pick. Don't. You, you say don't no, no don't. Pick. Okay, uh, don't, don't. You don't okay. have to make a pick, so don't. Uh, you, <laughs> okay. Your your first, you. I think your Thank first you. reaction was correct. <laughs> so, uh, AFC North division to win: Browns plus one forty, Steelers plus one seventy five, Ravens plus three hundred, the Bengals plus fourteen hundred. That's pretty good value out of the Ravens. But if I were honestly, and I, I clearly I'm a fan, but mm-hmm. I think there's value there in the Steelers. At plus one seventy five, there there is going to be a wide assumption that the Steelers lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell from where they were really good two years ago, but I think they added the right defensive player to to plug a huge hole, and I think they still have enough firepower with Juju Smith Schuster, James Conner, Roethlisberger to be a good offensive team. It hasn't been the issue with the team. Antonio Brown is a massive loss. There's no denying that. But they do have a star wide receiver 
still down the team. So mm-hmm. I I think this is the Browns. I think this is a very hard-fought division this year. I really do. But if I'm predicting at the moment, it's the Browns and Steelers duking it out at the end. And I would probably give an edge right now to the Steelers. I, I, uh, plenty of time to change my mind, but I, I, I think that's going to be a really close division. There's just a lot being put on the Browns right now. It's a first-year head coach, and I know he coached them well down the break as an uh, down the stretch as an offensive coordinator, but there's still a lot of new pieces there that that don't always work out when you add everybody all at once. Right, and uh, everyone has fallen in love with the Browns. And let's face it, I mean, uh, you know, top to bottom, uh, you, you do have to love uh, their roster. But uh, we talked about it last week, that that pick of uh, Steelers uh, trading up to get Devin Bush, uh, finally getting a replacement for Ryan Shazier. I mean, the, the three-down linebacker could do it all. Man-to-man zone, uh, get to the quarterback. I think that's going to be huge for the Steelers this year. And, uh, you know, most uh, guy, I don't think you mentioned make. them today, but... Yeah, and from the offensive side, sure, Juju and and uh, James Conner. Uh, and I wanted to ask you what you thought about James Conner tailing off a little bit at the end of the last season. But a guy that I'm interested in is, is James Washington, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to see what he could do, second-year wide receiver. Yeah, I, I really i am going to have to see wh- what his ADP looks like as we get closer to the season. But the Steelers like him mm-hmm. a lot. The Steelers drafted Deontay Johnson in the third round this year for depth. Mm-hmm. They added Dante Moncrief for depth. James Washington, starting wide receiver on the Steelers, a team that threw more than yep. every other team last year. To their detriment, but they did. They threw more than every other team. Roethlisberger had the most pass attempts in the league. James Washington is part of that now. He got criticized by Ben last year, but he's a rookie. Don't draft rookie wide receivers. Don't do it. It's on the whole, it's a negative move. I'm not saying you can't find a productive one, but rookie wideouts struggle for a lot of reasons. Juju didn't. Right. James Washington did. It's all right. It's a second year player. I think he I think he has a pretty big year. Um so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a believer in the Steelers and not because I'm a fan. I was really concerned about them last year at points because they were playing so badly but they've removed some distractions and we'll see if that has a net positive impact um so mm-hmm. yeah so that's where we're at um so i think the better what you think about connor uh, slowing down at the end of the year though were you worried about that i'm not that, that concerned goes to- going into this year mm-hmm. but maybe they need to share the ball a little bit you know, not everybody is Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell. Le'Veon Bell really, uh, people have to understand, like he, he withstood a 400-touch season, and he got through it. But even Le'Veon Bell gets banged up at the end of those seasons too. We saw that a couple of times. Playoff game a couple of years, AFC Championship game against the Pats a couple of years ago, um, right. a few years back when he had to leave with a groin injury. Uh, he just wore down, and I think that all contributed to him wanting to – move on from the Steelers he felt like he was being used up and didn't have any guaranteed money so now he has that with the Jets and like I have no I'm like as a Steelers fan I don't have a lot of I don't have hard feelings about the Le'Veon Bell scenario I'm not particularly surprised with the way it played out either I was sitting here a year ago saying I thought I thought he was going to hold out I didn't think he would hold out the whole season but uh, I'm not mad at the way it played out. I understand where he was coming from and, frankly, where the team was coming from, too. So AFC North, I think that's where that value is at plus 175, but Cleveland at plus 140 is pretty good value, too. AFC South division mm-hmm. to win it. Colts at plus 150. Texans at plus 225. Jaguars at plus 300. Titans at plus 600. Wow. Uh, I would give the Titans a better chance to win the division than the Jags, but that's me. Uh, but the Colts mm-hmm. at plus 150 is where my money would go. I know they're the favorite, but that's where my money would go. I think they're going to be yeah, even improved over last year. I think they're the safest saw, bet. Yeah. yeah. They they struggled mm-hmm. early last season and then ripped. they were 1-5, and, and they ripped off like 10 wins mm-hmm. in a row. So they were really good at the end of the year. Um, and I think that team is 
consistently yep. improving. I like Frank Reich as coach. So my money would go on the favorites mm-hmm. there. Yeah. How about you? Uh, and the, the struggle, uh, er, yeah, the struggle early on was uh, in part due to Andrew Luck just finally, you nope. know, getting the up to par health-wise and 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 all. Uh, yeah. But there's some interesting, uh, you know, if you're a real gambler, I mean, I think that really you could argue that any one of these four teams. If everything falls into place, could actually win this division. I think that's uh, you true. know. I mean, Jags. Remember with that great defense. The Texans the defense won it last still year. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you, we mentioned uh, you know uh, all the weapons that uh, Mariota has uh, and and uh, at his disposal. And and you bring up that great point with the that they're missing the the two point conversion. They could have just you know been in the playoffs. So uh, if if I had to. Uh, Put my money. The safest bet to me would be the Colts, but uh, look, you know Texans are going to be right there as well. But uh, it's just a, a really tough division. I'm still a believer in the Titans. For the record, I don't know that they'll win the division, but I'm still a believer. Uh, let's go to the last one. Mm-hmm. We only got two minutes. Uh, the Chiefs are at minus two hundred. Chargers at plus two fifty. Broncos plus twelve hundred. Raiders at plus fourteen hundred. My money would be on the Chargers immediately here. In fact, me too. I right away, little, I, 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 I mean that that is a, a really unbelievable value. I, I I would pick them right now to win the division. I would. Mm-hmm. Great I don't think defense, they're run, right? Not, yes. not only with the offensive weapons, but yeah, that's right. Um, I, that's yeah. that's a pretty easy one where I put the money. So I'm surprised the Chiefs are still at minus two hundred here. We might see start to see those lines move. I don't think I'm going to put anything down. The, the the most motivated bet I would be uh, I would make in the AFC right now is the Chargers at plus two fifty of all the teams that we talked about to win the mm-hmm. division. That's where I'd be at. Who who do you think has the best chance? I say it's the Chiefs. I don't know if you to uh, regress this season. I mean, twelve wins last year. I don't think they did enough to address their uh, issues at defense. They uh, they're going to really miss Tariq Hill. Uh, so I mean, the. the Depth that running back is still decent, you know, Damian Williams and company. But I think the Chiefs could really take uh, a step back, and you wonder what that does to Mahomes' uh, fantasy production this year. I don't think he's going to throw 50 touchdowns again. Um, that would be no. A, but he can still throw 40, <laughs> which right. is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll I take think that. A, regret, a regression from 12-4 and four and making the AFC Championship game down to 10-6 and six isn't the end of the world, but I think it's – real regression mm-hmm. in our terms. Right. So come back. Right, Maybe right. we'll talk NFC. Maybe we'll talk baseball. We'll decide during the break. It's Mike and Joe on FST. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. FST Saturday edition. Thanks for listening on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Joe Galena along with Mike Blewett. I'm at Mike Blewett on Twitter, and he is at Joe Galena. So uh, so here we are. We have uh, coming down to the wire, uh, 40 minutes to go. Weekend Fantasy Update will join us. That's Cam Stewart and George Kurtz. Uh, we're talking NFL. We'll transition back over to baseball here in a minute. But let's do the NFC divisions to win, Joe. Uh, might as well finish this mm-hmm. off. We got NFC East. Sure. Philadelphia Eagles at minus one. Giants, take the Giants. Oh no, <laughs> Cowboys at plus one seventy five. Washington at plus eight hundred. Giants at plus twelve hundred. Now, mm. if you're asking me now, I do think the Eagles come back and win this division after the Cowboys won it this past year. But Washington at plus eight hundred is kind of interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, we we talked that uh, we kind of liked the early part of uh, the Redskins draft, uh, you know, with uh, the good offensive line that Haskins is going to be, uh, you know, throwing behind. Uh, pretty good defense, right? So uh, added Terry McLaurin. You know, they're getting uh, Darius Geis. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. There's absolutely Montez the Sweat. Ohio State connection. Yep. So, God, it's a lot to ask of a rookie quarterback because I think he's going to be starting day one. Uh, but uh, I think so too. Yeah, you know, you could throw a, a couple of couple of shackles like uh, uh, right. Speeds uh, likes to say. It just just let it let it fly. Why not? But I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it could. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles take this division. But uh, it's going to be hard fought between the Cowboys and the Eagles uh, and, and the Redskins. The only team that's good. Giants are going to be uh, hard-pressed to win another five games, I think, this year. I don't think, the, I don't think Washington is that much of an underdog to win the division. That's the way I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. I wouldn't say that right, they're the right. favorite. I, if I'm predicting it, I probably – and we have to look at schedules and all that kind of stuff now. We'll be doing that uh, as mm-hmm. the summer spring and summer progress. But – uh, Washington right now, that's I think that's too much of an underdog in a division that has had a different uh, that has a different division winner for 14 years in a row. It's changed hands. Uh, I do mm-hmm. think that they are too much of an underdog there. The Giants, no chance there. Uh, NFC North division to win. Chicago Bears plus 200. Packers also plus 200. Vikings also plus 200. And the Lions at plus 1,000. So that means that this book in particular, I'm on mybookie.ag, by the way. So there it is. The money's straight across. Um, I don't think the Bears regressed that much. They have an attacking defense. They lost a key piece there, Adrian Amos. But I do like the Packers to bounce back, I got to say. I would probably put the money on my on the Packers right now, but um, I, I don't, I don't feel confident about any of these at the moment. Mm-hmm. If I, I, I would say, uh, if I had to put a bet on, I would uh, take the Bears. But again, I mean, uh, the Vikings, uh, I could see them uh, like the Eagles, maybe taking, you know, coming back and, and playing better uh, than they did last year. I mean, that eight, seven, and one, they were thought to be a, a contender for the go to the NFC Championship last year, right? Uh, and uh, they've done, gotten, uh, they fortified that offensive line a little bit, right? That should help Kirk Cousins a little bit, right? I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy, but you can never count Aaron Rodgers out as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they drafted Garrett Bradbury in the first round. They add Drew Samia in the fourth round, and... Mm-hmm. Ola Sameka Udo in the sixth round. But the reality is that Bradbury will come in and probably start right away. Uh, you got Pat Elfline mm-hmm. kicks over to guard. They spent a lot of money on Riley Reif. Um, Josh Klein and Brian O'Neill, the others. Um, I, I could see Drew Samia being a part of this rotation by the time the season starts. Will they have a rookie tight end and move on from Kyle Rudolph? Remains to be seen. They obviously have locked down wide receivers. And then they have they added Alexander Madison in the third round to mm-hmm. sort of make up for the loss of Latavius Murray. Probably a good trade-off. They don't have to spend right, a lot of right. money on Murray. But I think they'll just be better. Um, that offensive line was a big problem for them last year, and they still went 8-7-1. and one. Um, Granted, that tie was a gift, so they probably should have been 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any event. I yeah. can picture the so, Bears uh, regressing to ten wins, and the Vikings, uh, you know, getting ten wins. I mean, I, I can see a little bit of a, a hard fought uh, battle here. And I, that's like I said, one. with Aaron Rodgers, you really can't ever. Can, yeah, that's the hardest really division for me count. right now. Right, right. But the Packers, we talked to like Delosio last week on air, yeah. and yep. they really have made they made an investment in free agency, which they had not done mm-hmm. much of. They added a lot of guys, Darius Smith. Um. Uh, gosh, uh, the Adrian Amos, I believe they added, right? Um, let me see. I'm just pulling up the other guys. I believe it was Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. Um, let me make sure I have this right. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. Yeah, Adrian Amos. They drafted Darnell Savage in the first round and Rashawn Gary in the first round. Um, I think they still have some holes at linebacker but 
I, I do like the additions that they made. Uh, they drafted a, a interior lineman in the second round. They drafted Jay Sternberger. They always have Devontae Adams there along with a host of young wide receivers and young running backs. So I, I do think they, they come back. back. <laughs> yeah. If you're asking me right now who's going to win the division, I'll say the Packers. But I think this one's close, and I could see really? myself changing okay. my mind on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NFC yeah. South, Saints minus one seventy five, Falcons plus three twenty five, Panthers plus five hundred, Bucks plus twelve hundred, all day on the Falcons here for me, all day on the Falcons. Big bounce back year for them. I think the Saints are a very formidable opponent, but the value for me here is with the Falcons. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, they they're. First couple of picks, they fortified that uh, uh, offensive line. I mean, you know, they have a great offense in uh, Matty Ryan and, uh, you know, obviously Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And uh, they get another year out of their uh, Austin Hooper, their tight end. Uh, got a good running, uh, deep running uh, game uh, with Edo Smith. I think taking a, a step forward there. So, you know, they last year they had a lot of injuries on on defense so i think that really hurt them big time as well so i can that was see the them, reason that the team fell apart know, they lost three defensive yeah. starters in september yeah. i've mentioned this many times <laughs> and they drafted two offensive linemen in the first round yeah they knew that that yeah. was the weakness of their team that's going to help them with freeman and ito smith who could be a really good value in drafts this mm-hmm. year and I, I think this offense bounces back in a really big way. Dirk Cutter is back as the offensive coordinator, to whom he previously worked uh, here, and he's going to work with uh, Matty Ice and obviously under Dan Quinn to try to get this offense back where it needs to be. Uh, defense needs to be better consistently, but we, we talked about it, I believe, even last week uh, after the draft. They didn't add much defensively because they're getting Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen and Deion Jones back for a full season. Vic Beasley needs to right, be better. Right, right, but I, right. I do think the value here, the value bet, is the Falcons at plus 325 to win the division. Um, do you have a different answer? You like the Panthers? You think the Saints repeat? I think the Saints are going to repeat, but I like the value of uh, taking the Falcons. I think they're going to uh, – I-, I could see them winning uh, 10, 11 games. Uh, so uh, I don't like the Panthers this year. I think they're going to have their issues. They really didn't address uh, their situation at wide receiver. Uh, them picking Will Greer, to me, uh, shows that they're a little nervous about Cam Newton. Or I guess you could also think of it as, hey, you know, maybe they're smart because not – enough teams invest enough in, in a good uh, backup quarterback. But to me, it's, yeah. it, it, you know, with, with Cam Newton uh, having surgeries uh, the past two or three years, it's concerning. And the uh, Buccaneers are a work in progress. But uh, I like the value that you can get with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, the Panthers didn't have many draft picks, so they're basically rolling the same team out there that they did last year. Uh, clearly, free agency had an impact, but they didn't make major changes. They just didn't. Um, and I don't think they're good enough to come back. Now, Cam can play like MVP Cam Newton, then they're going to be better. They just will be. That's the nature of it. Uh, but they were 7-9 and nine last year, you know, six games off the pace of the Saints, and the Falcons were as injured as you can get, and they matched that at 7-9. and nine. You have to think about that. The two teams mm-hmm. that I talked a lot about were the Titans at 9-7 and seven and, and the Falcons at 7-9. and nine. I picked them both to make the Super Bowl last year. I clearly, I went up in flames. But both teams had miserable seasons, and the Titans went 9-7 and seven and just missed the playoffs, and the Falcons went 7-9, and nine, missing three defensive starters for almost the entire year. Um, so people think they were terrible last year. They really weren't. I think they're a very good team, and I like them to bounce back. So yeah. last one here. Yeah, the core, the core that went to the yeah. Super Bowl two years ago is still there. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, last one is the NFC West. We got the Rams at minus 175, Hawks at plus 350, Niners at plus 450, Cardinals at plus 1,600. Uh, I'm going to go Hawks here. I wouldn't argue with somebody if they wanted to sprinkle some on the Niners. But I'm going to go Hawks here to win the division and displace the Rams. That's my prediction, Not period. Not a bad bet. And I'll clearly, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, clearly yeah. my mm-hmm. bet. Mm-hmm. 
I, I might sprinkle just, you know, just for that, just a little bit, just to have a taste of it. I think the 49ers could, could surprise some people. We were just talking about them. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, Garoppolo back, uh, deep at wide receiver, deep at running back. Uh, you know, Nick Bosa could give him a little boost at, in, in defense. Eh, just a little something, just to have a, a piece of it. But uh, so, I think the Seahawks, uh, are, you know, go ahead. So I'll give you the po- the positive on the Niners and the negative on the Niners. The positive is that, okay, look, if you're going to have a bad season, just have one like that. We lost our quarterback. Mm-hmm. We couldn't win any games because our quarterback situation sucked, and we went 4-12. and And then, boom, impact player in Nick Bosa. It's a hell of a lot better, mm-hmm. frankly, than the teams I was just talking about, where, like, the Titans had a disappointing year, and they went 9-7. and seven. And they ended up picking a guy in the first round that isn't going to play this year. I think they're good enough to compete, but they don't necessarily get a super. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons actually could be a really big impact player when he comes back from his ACL. But just have a season like that because the Niners roster in total, especially defensively, is good. So four and twelve mm-hmm. isn't indicative of the talent on their roster. Much in the same way that Miami's seven and nine season isn't indicative of how good that team is. They're going to be really bad this year, right, the Dolphins right. are. The Niners mm-hmm, can just come mm-hmm. back to sea uh, level with getting their injured players back and go 8-8, eight and eight, right? So that's mm-hmm. a four-win improvement. Yep. If they play well, I could see them improving six games, 10-6, and six, in the mix with the Seahawks, who went 10-6 mm-hmm. and six last year. So that's the positive. The negative for me is that I just think that we're asking for a lot from the Niners to come together offensively. Garoppolo back from an injury. Kittle is obviously fine. I do like the fact that Kyle Shanahan is working with these backs, and I don't care if it's Coleman or McKinnon or Breda. I think um, from an NFL standpoint, they'll be good. It could be frustrating for fantasy owners. Uh, They have improved the offensive line. But what I don't know is what the receiving core is going to look like. Is Goodwin really going to dominate? Can he work with these younger players? Garoppolo didn't really have that much time to work with Dante Pettis before he got hurt. And then you bring in Jalen Hurd and Debo Mm -hmm. Samuel and Jordan Matthews. Those are all new players. So I think it might be too much to expect for it to all come together for the Niners. But the Rams turned it around in one year. Maybe the Niners can too. Yep, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like you mentioned, how much of a regression we're looking at with the Rams. Uh, you know, 10, 11 wins might do it to win this division. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But my value there is on the Hawks. So at plus 350. So yeah, there you go. I like it. Ironically, Washington like it. is my value bet in the East. Uh, the I'd go with the Packers there. It's not much value. Falcons at plus 325 and the Hawks at plus 350. My favorite bet in the NFC is Atlanta. At plus three twenty-five to new division, and my favorite bet by I think overall and in the AFC is the Chargers at plus two fifty to win that division. I would predict the Chargers to win. Yeah, that with division you with right the Chargers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep. All right, so uh, closing the book on uh, football for the day. Let's get back to a little bit of baseball. So, um, uh, we talked about the Yankees injury issues and how they're coming back. One guy we didn't talk about, but by the way, Miguel Andohar officially activated off the injured list. I would imagine we'll see him in the starting lineup, Joe, uh, whenever they release that. I'll, I'll check to see when they release that lineup for 1 o'clock. But one guy we didn't talk about in the He's first batting hour. He's cleanup. Oh, look at that. They just released it. Yeah, Very yeah. Nice. Uh, a few minutes ago, it wasn't released, but it's been updated. Uh, LeMahieu leading off. Voigt batting second. Sanchez batting third. Red hot, right? And and the hard playing third base and clean, uh, clean up. And uh, Torres short. Gardner batting sixth and center field. Maven and right seventh. And Romine catching today because uh, Sanchez is DHing. And Tuckman batting ninth and playing left field. Yeah. Sanchez hit so, two four. And the hard's back, baby. Night. Yeah, yeah. It just shows you like where the yeah. where the Yankees are at that uh, the Yankees fans are getting mm-hmm. excited about Andahar's return. But it's a positive. So mm-hmm. one guy we may yeah. uh, hopefully people don't think we buried the lead, but um, I was talking about Kyle Hendrick and Tyler Glasnow, both of whom are on my fantasy team. Well, a third guy on my fantasy team comes through, and that's Chris Sale. 
He came into wow. Friday start looking for not only his first victory. Of, <laughs> yeah, I had a great night. Uh, came into Friday start not for not only looking for his first victory of 2019, but a chance to put it all together against his former team, and he did. Uh, six and one. Uh, here, here's a little tweet. After having two swings and misses on fastballs in his first four starts combined, two, Chris Sale got 19 swings and misses on fastballs in his last three starts total. So... Maybe the velocity is coming back, and the Sox get a big start and a big win out of Chris Sale. Yeah, they obviously need him. Uh, last night, uh, it was averaging 93.1 miles per hour, topping out 96.5. Uh, prior to the start, had been averaging 92.3. So uh, we're seeing a little uptick in that velocity, and hopefully as the warmer weather comes and maybe the rumors about him being physically ill, some kind of flu-like the illness running through his body uh, maybe all that well, hopefully for your sake because you own him on your but i play in the same league as you so maybe i shouldn't wish a foot but anyway nice to see sale <laughs> come back uh last night <laughs> T- yeah. 10 strikeouts yeah. in six innings man one and five on the season so he's zero and five like you said 10 strikeouts he only goes six innings but three hits no earned runs one walk and 10 k's so big outing for sale we'll talk a little bit more about him and the socks versus the socks yesterday and through this weekend and we'll close out with our final segment of the show fst saturday edition giving way to george kurtz camp stewart a lot of hockey talk on that show i can feel it coming but we'll talk baseball to close it out it's mike and joe we'll be right back From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Up 80s. Show me, show me, show me. Sounds it. It's got that 80s. Yeah, it's got that 80s uh, vibe to it. Is this the cure? Uh, who, who is this? Uh, Mike. I believe. I believe that's right. That uh, is correct. I believe that. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Good <laughs> stuff uh, out of Sean Engel there producing. And uh, may the fourth be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, we're closing it out here. And talking baseball. So we were talking about, uh, I really had a ridiculous night uh, fantasy-wise last night. Sale, Glasnow, and Hendricks yesterday all spinning gems. But to your point about Sale's velocity, we maybe we're seeing the final turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I mean, there were rumors about, uh, well, first of all, the Red Sox were saying that his uh, – Lack of velocity was uh, by design, and it's probably a, a lie. But uh, there were also talk. There was also talk about him being having some kind of flu-like virus running through him. So we'll see. I just think that you know, uh, this first month of, of of April is always, especially in the Northeast, is so tough. We're dealing with fluctuations in in, in weather, and I think as the warm weather, uh, you know. You know finally takes uh, takes oh. over. I think we're going to see uh, good things out of sale for you. Yeah. So, uh, so Sox get the win. Red Sox over the White Sox, six-one last night. Andrew Benintendi two for five. He's up to two seventy-eight on the season. JD Martinez three for five and runs scored. He's hitting three thirty-nine right now. Joe, I feel like we don't talk about him right now because the Sox are f- at fifteen and eighteen, uh, probably on their way back mm-hmm. up. But JD Martinez probably hasn't been talked about as much as we should have. Xander Bogarts two for five runs scored. Raphael Devers though. Uh, with a big home run last night. He is two for five last night, two runs scored, and three RBIs. Uh, he hits a big home run in the first inning. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were looking for a nice little bounce back out of him. And uh, he's had his ups and downs this season. Hopefully, this is the start of something big. Like you said, batting two ninety eight, uh, hit a home run last night. And on a personal level, I have owned him on a couple of teams. I need him to continue. So keep going there, Devers. Yeah, Michael Chapes with a home run last night as well. 
two for four with two RBIs. On the White Sox side of things, didn't really do much. Uh, McCann, two for four last night with a ribby. Yuan Makata with a hit last night and a run down with a hit, but uh, they only scored the one run, so it's not much there. I guess the other game I should talk about to get your thoughts on it to close out the show, maybe we should have opened with it, but the Braves-Marlins game uh, resulted in a big dust-up that goes back to last year uh, involving Acuna and uh, involving Urena, and it we had benches cleared. We had Kyle Gossman thrown out in the middle of the second inning, I believe. Is that right? When Urena came up yeah, for his mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. at-bat, he threw behind him a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. He missed him, but the home plate umpire said that warnings had been made prior to the game, and he immediately kicked Gossman out. Um, Gossman didn't seem phased by it at all, but obviously we had – everybody coming out to push and shove and, and all that kind of stuff. It didn't get terrible, but it was because it was really heated last year. Yeah. Like you said, it dates back to last year and, and you know, this whole uh, issue has been talked about a lot in baseball this year, right? In terms of retaliation and, and, and the batters throwing uh, at, at, I mean, hit, pitchers throwing at batters. So uh, I, I, it's basically old school mentality. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, how do you feel about the, you know, the, I mean, should it be banned? What, what do you think there? Uh, I, mean, I don't know how you can regulate it Is it a sign of just being a good teammate? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Gossman is doing it to be, is considered to be a good teammate. That's what he's doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, what Urena did last year, he threw it to Cunha on the first pitch of the game, right? And hit him in the elbow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the problem mm-hmm. with that yep. kind of stuff when he did it last August, the problem with that kind of stuff is him doing that could have completely ruined the entire brave season. A standout player, you you break a bone in the guy's elbow and then he's just out for the year. Like that stuff doesn't even happen in football purposely for the most part. It doesn't. What happened to Alex Smith was an accident, right? Nobody tried to break his leg. This guy tried to hurt Acuna last year to put him out, to knock him out of the game. But you can't sit there and say, well, I wasn't trying to knock him out for the rest of the year. Well, you did. You, you know, he didn't. But I, put me in the hypothetical. You do stuff like that on purpose and then put people out for six weeks. It changes the entire fortune of a franchise. And people's jobs are on the line. Right, especially so, a team playing for the playoffs like the Braves, yeah. That's right. So you can't just mm-hmm. – dismiss what your long-term impact will be hitting people in the head hitting people in the elbow putting people out of games like yeah it's old school mentality but there's too much damn money on the line right now for these guys and i don't know but i don't know how you regulate it out of baseball i think this is always going to be some part of it the unwritten rules and all that kind of stuff are ridiculous but i just think there's some guys that are always going to play that way and and i'm I, I can't say I'm okay with it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know how these guys regulate it out of baseball either. What would you do? Uh, would I, you just I, suspend? I, just, what would you do? You'd have to Urena. For, I was going to say for, uh, yeah, a month for, for a year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically it. You know, you got to hit him in the pocketbook, right? It was six games he got. That's last a big year. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. anyway. So that game last night, 7-2, Braves win. Gossman got kicked out immediately. Toussaint gets the win. Uh, he goes uh, four innings, three walks, six strikeouts. Blevins gets a hold right there. Urena does get the loss. He gave up five runs through six innings. Uh, on the offensive side of things, Freddie Freeman, his sixth home run of the year. Brian McCann hits uh, a home run there. Ender Inciarte back in the lineup after being out uh, a couple of days, one for three with a run scored. McCann with the three ribbies on the three-run homer. Uh, Acuna, one for five. Freeman, two for five. Freddie Freeman hitting 311. Nick Marcakis uh, hitting 321. He went over two last night. Uh, on the Miami side of things, and Joe, feel free to comment on any of these guys. They don't do anything offensively. Prado, mm-hmm. one for three with a couple of runs scored. And Alfaro goes two for three. He's hitting 301 on the year. But 
Um, Acuna hitting 270 right now. Albies one for five last night with the run scores, hitting 289. I mean, the Braves obviously are going to be a team that's in the mix here in a, a highly competitive NL East. Uh, they're 16 and 16 right now. But uh, dust ups aside, any thoughts really on those Braves players? Oh, well, it's nice to see uh, Donaldson, you know, in the lineup still, uh, three for five. Yeah. Uh, thought, I yeah, thought, thought I saw some uh, that. Yeah, thought I saw that he uh, had uh, some uh, a calf issue. Which anytime you hear of uh, any injury issues with Josh Donaldson, if you own him in fantasy, you hold your breath after what happened for the past couple of years with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and Brian McCann. I, on a personal note, uh, I uh, in a in a two catcher league, very hard to to roster two catchers. Uh, but I uh, had uh, Williams Estudio. He was eligible at catcher and a couple other spots, depending on your league. Minnesota Twins uh, uh, player. And I had to put him on uh, IL, and I ended up picking up uh, Brian McCann. You know, he only has uh, – I think he was on the D- IL for a little while. But uh, you know, like you mentioned, 46 at-bats. Uh, but the, the playing time has been abbreviated. But playing at home – uh, where he started his career, batting 304, that's good to see. And in two catcher leagues, might have a little value for you. Yeah. Uh, switching over, Brewers, Mets, 3-1 uh, to one win for the Brewers last night. Uh, Woodruff goes five innings, six hits, gets the run, seven strikeouts, get, uh, one earned runs, gets seven strikeouts. Uh, Claudio with a hold, Guerra with a hold, Hader gets the save, his eighth of the year. Um, yeah, two innings. Steven Matz, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Two innings, save five strikeouts for a hater. So Stephen Matz takes the loss through five and two thirds, three uh, earned runs, but nine hits and a walk. Uh, gave up a couple of home runs last night uh, on the Milwaukee side of things. Ryan Braun delivers the big blow. He hits a two run homer and Lorenzo Cain also with a solo homer last night. I feel like Lorenzo Cain is kind of in the highlights every day for uh, defensive uh, prowess. Amazing but, defense. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Just uh, he is really one of my favorite players in the whole league. Uh, I know he's not mm-hmm. always tremendously valuable for fantasy, but he's a very good player. He does provide fantasy value. He's a very good player and. He's another example of a guy that's he's a way better MLB player than he is a fantasy asset, even though he can be a good fantasy asset. Yeah, I think the one thing that he brings to you uh, is a little stolen base action. But like you yeah. said, I mean, he's on the highlight reels almost every night, uh, you know, saving, uh, ho- you know, pulling home runs uh, out of the air. But uh, when you look at he had 30 steals last year, 26 the year before. So, yeah, 20 plus steals is always a possibility for him and uh, yeah. 292 career batting average. So a nice, nice fantasy player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aguiar. This continues to struggle. I know there was a little, a little bit of a bright spot, but over four with a couple of strikeouts last night, hitting 165. Uh, clearly not the guy that people were trying to draft, and I, I think you're just dealing with uh, a really tough stretch right now. But he's also not the type of guy you can ditch at this point. You, you can't. You would never cut him, and you're certainly not going to trade him at this right. point because you won't get any kind of value for it. Perfectly said, and uh, like you mentioned, I think there were two games this week where he hit uh, home runs in, in, in back-to-back games, and everyone was excited. They, hey, he's finally snapping out of it, but uh, I own him in uh, one. I, actually, I think it's the league that we play in together, and I've held on to him. Uh, what I ended up doing was benching him for most of the time, uh, and I picked up Jose Martinez from the Cardinals, who was uh, getting regular playing time because uh, you had a couple of... Uh, Cardinal outfielders that were on the IL, so and uh, so that's the way I was managing it. So, in my opinion, you hold on to him a little bit longer uh, and hope that he turns things around. But uh, at the same time, Eric Thames has been getting some more playing time uh, for the Brewers. Yeah, uh, on the Mets side of things, Jeff McNeil one for four, still hitting three forty eight. So, uh, good returns out of him early. Uh, let's close it out with one more. Let's go with uh, high one more Met note. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just on a side note, uh, Dominic Smith uh, sent down to uh, the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, look, that's a tough situation for the Mets because uh, Pete Alonso has just been amazing at first base. Yeah. And, and when called upon, Dominic Smith has produced. But uh, I guess the Mets are feeling that maybe better off that he gets regular at bats and look yes. for him to uh, the Mets try to move him. So he was upset, supposedly, about it. But just a side note. 
Yeah. Um, I would imagine that's the long-term plan is to get him some at-bats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He puts up big numbers in the mm-hmm. minors, and they can move him for an asset that they feel that they need uh, mm-hmm. elsewhere. So yep. I'll close it out with Diamondbacks, Rockies. Since there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this one, a 10-9 game. Uh, Colorado fought valiantly in the back in the bottom of the ninth, but lost 10-9. They scored three in the bottom of the ninth. So we'll go down the list. Adam Jones, three for five, three runs scored in an RBI. Cal nice. Marte, three for five, three runs scored, four RBIs. I believe you said earlier in the show he hit two homers. Yeah, yep. he had 165 two, pounds. Two what does he have, nine on the season now? Yep. Yeah. That is, so, and, is, and we were talking about the nice, the juice yeah. ball, baby. It's it's the juice ball. <laughs> so, just real quick before we head out, right? Up yeah, until yeah. last year, twenty eighteen, April thirtieth, twenty eighteen, home run to fly ball rate eleven point nine. Uh, as of April thirtieth, twenty nineteen, uh, it was fourteen point four. That's a twenty one percent increase. And then when you look at uh, Triple A ball. Do you think that's more players with the launch sh- doing launch angle, or do you think that increasing their launch angle, or do you think there's something with the ball now? I think it's a combination, but I think the next thing I'm going to say puts it more on the ball. But you're right. Uh, players are working out more. They're uh, adjusting their swing to get that launch angle so that they'll hit more home runs. But when you look at AAA uh, International League, this was the first year they used the same ball that's used in the major leagues. It's been uh, manufactured in Costa Rica. Uh, and through uh, April 30th of 2018, International League batters hit 182 home runs. Same time this year. That 182 became 396. Wow. So, yes, the launch angle is, yeah, and that batting approach is different, but uh, that's a pretty good sample size right there. So. Yeah, that's a lot of, uh, that's a massive increase. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. Escobar last night, three for five, two RBIs, and he hit a home run last night. Uh, let's see. He's on fire. Yes. He is hitting 305 right now, OPS of 927. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker, one for four mm-hmm. with an RBI. Uh, let's go to the Colorado side of things. Charlie Blackman, early season slump, pulling out of it now, Joe. Two for five with a run scored, two or more RBIs. Mm-hmm. His average is up to 287. So he hits a home run last night. Uh, big for him because he struggled struggled those first couple of weeks, but Charlie Blackman snapping out of it now. Yes. Charlie Blackman is Charlie Blackman, and also when you look at, uh, I think we addressed this a couple weeks ago, the early part of the season, uh, the Rockies were playing a lot of road games, and right. you know we talk a lot about the splits, and Blackman, if you look at his splits, he is a much better hitter when playing at home, and that yeah. has helped uh, him to heat up a little bit. But look, the guy's got talent, so uh, you know it was only a matter of time. Yeah, uh, Nolan Arenado, speaking of talent, three for five. Uh, with a run scored, yeah. let's see, Hampson two for two with a run scored and two RBIs. Uh, McMahon hits a home run last night. and Let me see where that is. Yeah, McMahon uh, two for two with a home run and two RBIs. So on the pitching side of things, you know, Tyler Anderson gets beat up. Seven, six earned runs uh, in four innings. And then the win goes to Robbie Ray uh, in the 10-9 matchup. Mm-hmm. He gave up only one earned run through five and two-thirds. He gave up five runs, but only one was earned, seven strikeouts for Robbie Ray. Yeah, continues to be a good strikeout uh, pitcher. ERA now is at uh, 3.79. Uh, you know, just a guy that uh, continue to give you high K numbers and uh, a little, you can expect some ups and downs out of him. Yeah, Greg Holland with the save, his eighth of the year. You're going to have Weekend Fantasy Update next. So happy Star Wars to you. Star Wars Day to you, Joe Galena, and to you, Sean Engel, and to everybody listening. You too. May the fourth Enjoy be the with Kentucky you. Dirt. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, buddy. May the fourth be with everyone. So <laughs> Cam Stewart will get you interested in the ponies in that next show. Uh, I'll be watching. I'm just going to enjoy it. I don't have any good advice. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week.